The call on the ice stands. We got a goal. I'm loving these kids. I want to adopt them. How's that? I want to clean them up and raise them as my own. What's up, Squid Squad? You're listening to the Squid Pod. I'm Dan Morris. This is my brother, Jeremy. How's it going, eh? Welcome to episode 22, the Mason Appleton episode. That's right. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we got our own 22 we, now. We have our own number 22. We don't have to go reaching out for anybody else. We don't need to make up history. We don't need to find any history. Make up history. I can't even talk. I've been talking all damn day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to go figure out who the best all time is. We have our own 22 to take for this one. So welcome to the team, Mason. That's right. In case you didn't notice, the expansion draft just happened today on what day is it? Wednesday. <laughs> It's still Wednesday. This. It's still Wednesday the twenty first. At this point, this by this uh, yeah for us it is. But uh, oh my god, what a day! What a day! We got to watch the team pick pick their first players. We got to see six of them come out in a jersey, which was just oh, that was the best part when they all six came out on the stage. Oh yeah, dude. Which I'd like to point out is two more than Vegas. So we've already beaten Vegas six to four in the first love competition. It. You'd love to see it. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's uh, do a quick breakdown of, of how this went. Yeah, let's run through real quick and just kind of uh, recap the picks real quick, and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk more from there. Yeah, so we'll do it uh, in the same order we did it in the last episode. From Anaheim, uh, they took Hayden Fleury. We talked about him a lot. He seemed to be our, uh, our consensus pick, a former Ron Francis draft pick from Carolina. Got traded Anaheim. Uh, defenseman, very – he's capable. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. I'm I'm happy with it. How about you? Yeah, very happy. That's who I had as well. So we uh, we nailed that pick right there. Um, Hayden Flurry, a high high draft pick, six overall. So um, he's definitely uh, got potential to crack our top four. Yeah, and he was there in person, looking good, number four. That's right. All right, uh, Arizona. Tyler Pitlick was the choice. Uh, I wouldn't get too attached to him though, because it sounds like he's going to get traded by the time this podcast gets released <laughs> yeah he's the only he's the only rumored trade that we we had so uh um this will come out yeah this will probably come out a little bit after the trades start getting announced so we don't need to spend too much time on him but um no. yeah it sounds, like, sounds like a trade candidate if not you know he'll he'll bring forward depth but it does sound like we are going to move him yeah uh boston jeremy lazone i think you picked this one right i did yeah we both had d yeah. from boston uh him and connor clifton were the two names we kind of zeroed in on and uh and we were correct uh me me more so but um yeah jeremy jeremy was <laughs> yes good <laughs> yeah, work jeremy lazone congrats jeremy lazone joined the team and uh and uh he he definitely uh he, he's he's an nhl defenseman he's a young up-and-comer so uh, i'm excited to see what he brings yeah, very young. So that's that's a high upside pick. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. He's definitely he's worked with with the assistant coach with Jay Leach uh, back in the AHL system for the Bruins. Yeah. So yeah, exciting yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Next name from Buffalo, Will Borgen. Yeah. Another defenseman. Buffalo wasn't really going to offer much. They were really bad last year. Uh, yeah. Will Borgen played 
he has played 14 career NHL games and he looks okay so far, but you know, very small sample size, another upside pick, another 24 year old defenseman. Yeah, man. Um, you know, who knows? We'll see. He's as Buffalo. So we took somebody, we'll see if they, if they stick around or not. He, he'd probably be depth and probably start the minors if, uh, if he does, which, you know, we do have to have players down there too. So, um, that's kind of what you can expect there. Yeah. All right, on to a, a fun one from Calgary. The pick everybody kind of knew was coming was Mark Giordano, their captain, yeah. and now he's come to Seattle. Thoughts on Giordano? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about him as kind of our lock based off of the options Calgary presented us and with how how talented he still is even at his age and only with one year left on his contract. And we were right, he got picked. I think the surprise I would find with Giordano is he – you know, can be looked at as we talked about, maybe a flip candidate who's somebody that maybe would immediately get traded uh, that could draw some interest from other teams, um, possibly a trade deadline candidate or sometime early in the season. But he was one of the six players they brought out in a jersey, which tells me they're interested in keeping him around maybe a little longer. Um, you know, he's still playing at a high level at 37. It's not it's not uncommon for NHL defensemen to play into their early 40s. So now I'm thinking they may be thinking about maybe extending him for a couple of years and possibly eyeing him to be the first captain. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have to agree. I, I definitely thought he was going to get flipped, if not uh, immediately, maybe at the trade deadline this year. But bringing him out in a jersey in front of all the fans, I don't see how you can do that and then immediately trade the guy. So I kind of yeah. agree. I think they really like Giordano, and they, uh, they're really excited about what's going to happen with him in the future. Yeah, I Vegas just had their couple extra years. Yeah, Vegas just just had their first captain this year with Mark Stone in their fourth year. It'd be interesting if they if the Kraken opened with the captain with if they they could do it. Jordan's been the captain of the Calgary Flames for the last eight years, so he is you know the proven leader, especially out of all these picks. He's kind of the obvious choice if you were to if you were to have to have a captain on your team or whatever, you know, like he would be the guy that that would that would that would be it. So it'll be interesting to see because he still could you know. He still could be a trade deadline candidate where he plays half the season and he just is there at the beginning of the year. Um, or he could be here one year and we kind of let him walk. Who who knows? Um, but it seems like they're they're very young overall. And he is uh, you know, you're you're gonna want some veteran presence in the room, and he is definitely the veteran presence in the room. Yeah, for sure. And he's he's still yeah. pretty capable at at his age. Um yeah, yeah, even by like the the advanced metrics. I know evolving evolving wild those guys over there have have him still rated really highly at 37 years old. So even with a drop-off, I think he's still going to be a capable defenseman for another two, three, four years even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll, he'll definitely be in our top four as well. So that, uh, that that was kind of fun for me to see him come out there and kind of watch, in a way, yeah. in a sense, almost have them commit a little bit to him to be like, yeah. no, no, we're not going to turn around and trade him to the Rangers like some people have been reporting. And who knows, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that still does happen. Um, I'm sure nothing's off the table at this point for the team, but um, very cool to see Mark Giordano there. Yeah. All right. On to Carolina, sort of surprise pick. They took Morgan Geeky. It's a forward. Yeah. yeah, we all kind of expected Jake Bean to be the obvious pick there, a former, another Ron Francis draft pick, defenseman, high upside. But they went with a forward with, with I mean, honestly, he's probably got equally high upside, I think. He's young. Yeah. We don't really know what he is yet. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Morgan Geeky can turn into. 
Yep, for sure. The uh, the ex Tri City American, so that's kind of cool too to see some see some Northwest ties where he he played comes back to the city, played his junior hockey in. Um, yeah, I really like Jake Bean. I know a lot of people did as well. So this one uh, maybe there may be a trade, and you know who knows? We haven't heard about any side deals yet. So uh, when the pod comes out, we'll probably know a bunch of side deals. But um, I, I could see you know us getting maybe a mid round draft pick to take Kiki, who's still like you said a high level prospect, just maybe not quite as high level as Jake Bean. Um, but you never know. Maybe, maybe we really like uh, like Geeky and like his upside too. So, um, I'm curious to see what, what what chance he gets. He played a lot of NHL games last year, so I would expect him to crack the opening the opening night roster here. Yeah, I'm still not convinced we got any side deals, man. Yeah, no, he's a good prospect in in his own right too. We'll and we we ended up with with a lot more defensemen than we had projected. So, um, find some UFAs that we'll get to as we go here, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 definitely getting a prospect on his own to just be a straight pick. Yeah. Oh, and he turned twenty three uh, yesterday on the twentieth, on Tuesday. Okay. So happy, yeah. bir- happy birthday, Morgan Geeky. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, Chicago, John Q, John Quenville. Yeah, uh, we we've been stumping for a Quenville to join the the team for a while now. Uh, I guess we didn't specify which one we wanted well enough because yeah, we got right. john instead of joel yeah we thought his dad joel would uh would would maybe be our our first coach but uh he's down in florida um still so uh john will most likely i'm guessing start on the ahl i'm guessing he'll start in charlotte um yeah, i would agree which is kind of cool he actually won't be that far from his dad then who's who's coaching in florida but uh <laughs> anyway um he's you know i remember he played uh he played for the Weekings team that beat the Thunderbirds in the in the championship series and and the year before the Tebers won it. And he was, you know, he was an effective player on their top line. And uh, you know, so I know he does have some he does have some some skill. So um we'll see. We'll see if he he he's probably more of a depth guy, but we'll see what ends up happening with him. Yeah, Chicago was one of those teams too where it, it, I didn't love many of the choices they had available. And yeah. the theme of this draft seemed to be when there wasn't much available, they took the youngest guy with upside. So yeah. Yeah, which is totally that, a, that's what this totally big the right thing to, to do. Yeah. Yeah. They, right. they definitely put a premium on cap space. Mm-hmm. The Colorado took Eunice Donskoy. I think we both yeah. had that one. Yeah. Poor Sean Kemp. They and then they they gave Sean oh, Kemp the same. They just threw him to the, the wolves. Yeah, and they didn't, didn't even give him any help at all. Can't you help? Just right before you go on stage, at least teach him how to say the name, man. That was <laughs> poor um, guy. But anyway, this is who we both projected to come to come from Colorado. Yeah. Um, this is so. This is not a surprise at all. Jonas Donskoy is somebody that'll probably uh, he projects to go right into our top six. You know, there, you know, there there could be a trade. Somebody else could really like him, but this definitely seems to me like a player that we can expect to be in the top six of our opening opening night lineup. I think. Yeah, we'll see him on the power play too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he'd be on the first line power play. Doesn't provide a ton defensively from what I've seen, but that's that's fine. If he can, if he can put pucks yeah. in the net, then that's worth it to me to get on, get that guy in the top six. So I like yeah, this. Yeah, we pick. definitely. Yeah, I like it too because we do not have a lot of goal scoring yet. So yet, mm-hmm. so we'll uh, we'll definitely. Uh, yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, we like Don Square here. Yeah, um, Columbus. We did not. Uh, we were pretty convinced when they got announced that Max Domi was going to be left unprotected and that was going to be our pick, and that's not the case. Um, there's some injury concerns. He only has one year on his contract, so it definitely seems fair to not want to jump on a guy who's going to be paid $5 million for one more year that's maybe going to miss half the year or possibly more. So Gavin Bayreuther, a name we didn't even mention on the last pod, so we did say that would happen a couple times, and here's an example of it. Here it is. 
Gavin Bayreuther. I did not. I don't even remember reading his name. Uh, but yeah. Yep. He's a real player. And he'll be on the team. <laughs> oh, fun fun fact. He's the only active Gavin in the NHL. Well, that's a fun fact about Gavin Bayreuther. There so there, there's, there's my Gavin Welcome to the team, Gavin. Uh, (laughs) Another probably likely Charlotte checker candidate and depth guy who you never know. Um, I'm sure this camp will be ultra competitive with a brand new team, so there could be some surprise names that come out of it. So we'll get to learn more uh, about Gavin Gavin Bayreuther this fall, Um, unless, of course, you know, he's traded away, as some of these players still will be. Yep. All right, from Dallas, one of my new favorite picks, honestly, is Jamie Alexiak. Right. Pending UFA. So we didn't pick a lot of uh, undrafted free agents to be the pick. I don't think a lot of people did because it's hard, hard to, to predict those. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to tell because the other guy needs to have interest too, but yeah, they gave Alexiak uh, a five-year contract worth. I think it was 4.6 million per year. Yeah. Uh, so they, they really like this guy. This is, this kid is six foot seven, <laughs> just mm-hmm. towers over everybody. And they, as they said, he's the heaviest guy in the league too. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, as they call him the fattest guy in the NHL right there on TV, <laughs> which he took like a champ, by the way. He did. Oh, man. He, man, his interview on, on stage, I, I just, I really enjoyed him. He's very personable. I'm, I'm excited to see, see him more, more in the future. Yeah. I hope he gets like some commercials or something because that guy, that guy looks pretty fun. Yeah. I haven't seen much of a, that, that was, that's, that's going to be fun for us all to learn, but to see some of these first guys and learn some more hockey personalities. Cause as a fan of yeah. the NHL, you know, you don't, we don't see every team's posts and pregame interviews and, you know, now we'll see stuff on root sports all the time. Like when they're like, there's like the Mariners inside Mariners access and you see all the Seahawks and you hear them on the local radio. So Alexiak seems like a fun guy. He came out there, had his tea, had it, had his, his missing tooth showing to show everybody his big <laughs> hockey smile. Um, yep. Yeah, so Alexiak and, and the free agent, this is a guy we can definitely assume will not be traded. Uh, the, the UFAs that we sign, and we're definitely signing to be on our team. Yeah. So he's 28 years old. He's, he's you know, he's a strong defenseman. Um, we obviously really like his game, and that's fine by me. We need uh, we need guys like this to, you know, they, they went big on D, and there's no bigger than Jamie Alexiak. Well, that's well said. Yeah, provides, <laughs> provides great shutdown defense, not a ton of offense, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah, but you need you need some of those guys on your team you as well. Those, so yeah, you're, you're gonna have to kill penalties, you know. And Absolutely. with a defensive minded head coach, and uh, you know, this is this this is gonna be a fun a fun guy to have. Yep, for sure. All right, from Detroit, we took a defenseman, but not the one we thought. I think we all guessed it would be Troy Stetcher, and instead, it's Dennis Cholaski. Yeah. yeah. Um, just says to me that they weren't, you know, necessarily. A, Stetcher is making 1.7 million. You know, he's a guy that's going to probably take up enough money and uh, he's going to be on an NHL roster. So, you know, if you don't like that guy and if you see enough other strong defensemen out there, there's nothing wrong with that. Take the, like we talked about, you know, there's not much to offer from Detroit outside of Troy Stetcher. Uh, A lot of the forwards are probably a little bit more that they weren't big fans of either. So take the young guy, either try and flip him to another team that likes him or, you know, stash him in the minors and keep him there for depth. Yep, so they took the 23-year-old, so he's got lots of time to develop. Uh, hopefully he starts in the yep. A, and we can see him in a couple of years. Yep. Another free next? agent from, from Edmonton, Adam Larson. We So we, we agreed the two unrestricted free agents that we did announce today that we agreed to were Jamie Alexiak, we just mentioned, from Dallas, and Adam Larson from Edmonton, which I love this signing. I, I didn't have him on my radar either because, he, like we said, UFAs, we didn't know who we were talking to, um, who we were interested in, who was interested in signing with us as a brand-new team. But we got two good quality defensemen in Alexiak and Adam Larson. I think it's a 
strong start to our defense to get guys like that just kind of locked in. Uh, big, strong defensive defenseman to, you know, set the tone for what kind of team we want to be. Um, I, I like the Adam Larson pick. What about you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Larson Alexia could very well be our top defensive pairing. Uh, I mean, yeah. I guess probably Giordano has something to say about that, but that's mm-hmm. a, that's a solid start to your top four with th- those three right there are immediately there. Th- I see all three of those in the top four. Um, I like Adam Larson. He's a right shot defenseman, 28. So kind of in his prime. Yeah. It's a great pick. Great pickup. Yeah. 28, just like Alexia. So yeah, we got, uh, we, we got them signed at the good part of their careers right now. So um, I like those picks as well. And then the last UFA, we actually, uh, we lied. There was one more UFA we signed. <laughs> yes, from Florida, the goalie, Chris Dreiger. We all kind of expected yeah. this one. This one was reported, I feel like, before protected lists were even out that we were talking to Chris Dreiger. So, yeah, um, talked about him plenty. He got finally got a chance to start a few games last year and looked pretty good. Uh, he's only got 30-some-odd yep. starts in his career, but uh, they're encouraging. And he's so, our likely, uh, likely opening night starter. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Happy for him. It was um, fun seeing him on stage too. Yeah, he was the first one first, that came out. First one we got to see in a jersey. So I'll always have a yeah. soft spot in my heart for him. Number 60. I don't know. I heard I've heard it Dreiger and Dreiger. So we're gonna have to get to the bottom of those and see the starter. I don't know which is which yet because I've heard it both ways. So we're gonna have to learn that. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. LA, we didn't get uh, we didn't get my guy I wanted, Austin Wagner, but uh no. we took some it looks like we took a little bit of grit here. Curtis McDermott, uh tough defenseman. Um so far, he's almost, you know, he's kind of known for dropping the gloves more than anything else. So he's more of a more of a bottom pair guy. Uh, more there is, again, just, you know, feistiness. Um, yeah, like I said, a little, little bit of sandpaper, a little bit of grit. Yeah, that's uh, got to be the only thing he brings because looking at some of the rest of his stats, he does not provide much offense or defense from what I, <laughs> from what I can see. <laughs> So just what you love to hear about your players. I, yeah, I don't I don't really I don't under, this is one of the picks that has me scratching my head the most. Uh, but then well, again, like I didn't like anybody from L.A. to begin with. So, yeah. So, you know, there could be. Well, that tells me a couple things then, Dan, because I don't look at like, a, you know, I don't see the analytics like you do. And even when I see mm-hmm. the analytic charts for hockey, they're really confusing, man. You're going to have to teach me this as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but, sure. Um, but with with Mc, with a guy like McDermott, what that tells me is like with how analytics heavy we seem to be. You know, that that immediately throws someone on the radar as a trade candidate or maybe another team who maybe doesn't quite is as is as analytics heavy. Maybe they are high on him or they they do see something they like. So maybe they wanted us to take him, you know, and he could be maybe a flip candidate. Um, or it's one of those where, you know, there's gonna be a couple guys where Ron Francis or scouts or certain people on the team are gonna say, I don't care. Like, trust yeah. me, I know better. And even though the analytics say this, we should have this guy. So um it's got to be one of those two things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they all work together. You can't use just analytics for every single pick, just like you can't right. use just the eye test for every pick. So, right. you know, the analytics might have said, I don't like this guy. And they said, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to stump for this one. We're going to pick Curtis McDermott. And so yeah. they did. So and he's, why not? He's making less than a million bucks. He's 27. Yeah. He's probably going to be a, you know, like an low age risk slash for, health, healthy scratch sure. fringe, fringe guy, you know, so yeah. one year. So, yeah, there's no nothing wrong with taking that guy. There's no risk involved here. All right. Yep. To Minnesota, back to back to picks we were getting right. At least, at least at some point we've talked about this. Carson Soucy, the defenseman out of Minnesota. Yep, uh, he'll be coming to town. He should be. We pretty did good. say on the last 
on the last episode, he was the most likely number 21 to be picked, and he was. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, we got our number 21. number 21 picked. Susie. We nailed it on episode 21. We nailed that. Good for Carson Susie. Yeah, he he should yeah. make the team. He'll be he'll be maybe a third pair, second pair defenseman there. So yeah. Susie. I uh so I, as as the Kraken were kind of they were tweeting guys like welcoming to the team. I started following, you know, the players as they were doing it. And I noticed uh, his uh his Twitter handle was like at Dr. Seuss and then like some numbers. Like, oh, like that's, spelled like that's pretty good. Like S-O-U-C-E, you know, like the way his <laughs> name is. So already a big Carson Susie fan for that right there alone. <laughs> I do like that. Yes, I'm a sucker yeah. for a good pun. Oh, I know you are. We're, we're right. both fathers here, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 it happens, yeah. All right. Um, uh, another defenseman from Montreal. We got Kale Fleury. We got brothers on the team. Brothers. That is so cool, man. When they asked, so Hayden, cool. they asked Hayden about it when he was on stage, and he said they hadn't played together on a team since he was five. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to see so. them be able to come back, play together. So like, cool. They should at least get a training camp together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Hayden Fleury, for the guy we talked about first from Anaheim, who we both projected. We didn't really see Kale Fleury coming from Montreal. Uh, Montreal had a lot of different options. Obviously, Carey Price was the big one, which we did not go in that direction. Um, Kale Fleury, a uh, young defenseman with upside, so he could definitely crack the NHL roster. He could start in the minors. Um, another possible trade candidate just based off of we have a lot of defensemen and there's definitely yeah. going to be a few that get moved. So um, it would be probably kind of a bummer if they did get traded. Cause again, they are brothers, but it is, a, it is part of the business. So it is possible, but um, no, man, that is, that is really cool to see. I was, I thought that was really cool. Really unique. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. And he's only 22 too. He might, yeah. he might be the youngest guy we picked. Yeah. 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 So, so. I definitely would, uh, would expect him to at least start in the minors, but you never know again, this training camp, like I said, will be ultra competitive and we'll probably see some surprises coming out of the roster coming out of the camp. Yeah, for sure. All right. From Nashville, it took another forward Callie yarn croak. Yep. I have to see Marshawn announce this one and try to pronounce oh. that. Oh, that, that boy Callie though. I could see it. I could see it coming too. I was like Nashville. Oh my God. I, I saw this pick leaked and they're going to make Marshawn yeah. try to say yarn croak. Yeah, it was great. They, it was delightful. He, you know, I feel like, you know, they did that on purpose. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> uh, they, they had Kevin Weeks right there to hold his hand and help get him through it. But um, yeah. no, that was great to see Marshawn. And that was a that was hilarious video watching him. Yeah, yeah. Just not even attempt the last name until Kevin My Weeks boy, Callie. <laughs> but Callie Yarncroft, we both wanted him. We both had him in our, in yeah. our box that we we did. Um, we talked about him on the last pod a lot. Uh, uh, a guy that has the a knack for scoring shorthanded goals, which is always fun to have on your team. Um, yeah. He's a very strong defensive-minded forward that also does have some offensive skills. So um, mm-hmm. this guy, you know, can probably play on the second line if needed in a, in a pinch, but is more likely, you know, a third-line guy as we're side where I see him slotting in that's on your top penalty killing unit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely a guy you need on your team, and I'm excited to see Kelly Arncrook out there. Yeah, great penalty killer with a, an intriguing shot, I would say. You know, got a, yeah. got a chance to, to score more goals maybe with more ice time. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. From the Devils, they took Nathan Bastion. Yeah, that's who I did. You, did you have him? You had him, right? I did. That's who I who I who I thought they were going to take. Uh, I saw the Devils tweeted his nickname's Nasty, so I kind of like that. Um, oh, that's good. That's a good one. I saw the Devils tweeted like at Kraken. Uh, his name, his nickname's Nasty. Take care of him with like a little like teardrop <laughs> emoji. You know, like it was the team's social media. By the way, on NHL around has been just all the teams have been on their game during this expansion process. It's been fun. Nice. Uh, 
No, Nathan Bastian just an, another young forward. Um, you know, he the, he was one of the young guys on the Devils. The Devils kind of had for a team that's been struggling. Some, you know, they had some a lot of young forwards that have shown potential. Nathan Bastian is yeah, he's twenty three, uh, signed for eight hundred thousand, thousand for a couple more years. So I, I expect him to crack the opening night roster and probably play on our fourth line. Um, I like Nathan Bastian a lot. He can play center and wing, so he brings value because you can slot him anywhere in the lineup. Uh, another tough defensive minded forward with uh, with lots of upside being 23. Yeah, love that. All right. Next guy, not a young guy, someone we already know has offensive upside. It's Jordan Eberly from the New York Islanders. Yeah, buddy. And he I'm was pumped there about this, man. Yeah, which is great because that just, as we talked about with Giordano, like gives us the confidence that he's not a trade candidate. He's here to he's here to play for the Kraken. Yeah, we yeah, because yeah, from the Islanders, that was what we we're worried about. We talked about Bailey and Eberly, and there's possibilities of guys like that if we picked them getting traded. Um, we both kind of talked about we would prefer Eberly but get on board with Bailey, and then we saw reports that it was like they were leaning towards Bailey. So I was pumped to see Eberly come out here, and uh, he's probably going to play on our top line right away. Oh, for sure, he's got a chance to be you know our leading scorer. Uh, we'll see how he does. He's 31, but he's still still producing. So. We love to see he's, that. He's probably our biggest. He's our uh, biggest value contract among forwards. Yeah, five point five mil. They didn't take anything he, over this. Yeah, and he signed for what three more years too, right? Uh, yeah, three more years. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been playing with uh, Seattle legend Matthew Barzell the last couple of years on the line in New York, and now he'll get to come to Seattle himself. And uh, yeah, I was excited to see him come out there because yeah, like I said, they gave me more confidence that he's not he's not going anywhere that we picked him to be a be a be a part of our future. And uh, I like Jordan Eberle a lot. Yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah. All right, from the other New York team, the Rangers, they selected Colin Blackwell. Yep, another one that we both got. Yep, we talked about this. Good depth forward. You know, provides some pretty good defense. Not going to score a ton of goals, but uh, yeah, yeah, solid pick. Yeah, not much, not much there from New York. Yeah, not much there. That's about as good as you can do. Colin Blackwell's uh, probably best case scenario for us. Honestly, we thought he was going to be protected, but uh, they, yeah, yeah it uh, it works out good for us. A good, good fourth line guy that can uh, that that adds to our forward depth. So um, yeah, we, we we like this pick. Yeah. All right, from the Ottawa Senators, another team with not a lot to choose from. They took Joey Decord, the goalie. Yeah, goalie with upside, the young goalie with upside. You got all three goalies, I think, in the mock, Dan. I did. I nailed the goalies. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I went that. on and I I talked I talked to the Sens with uh, uh, Alex from Locked On Sens. You can go look up their podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we talked about it and we talked it out, and it really felt like goalie was the only option to come from Ottawa. They did leave uh, Dadanov exposed, who was five mil, yeah. but based on yeah, how this draft went, that. yeah, they didn't want to spend the money and. I mean, Decord, he's only 24. He's got some upside. He's played a couple games in the NHL and looked like he can hang. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll give him some more time, some more seasoning in Charlotte and see, uh, see yeah. what the future holds for him. Yeah, he'll start down in Charlotte, and then uh, and then we'll, he'll be there if, uh, if anything happens to, to our other guys. Mm-hmm. Surprise right. next. Yeah, Philly. I. This is probably my... I think I like this pick less than I liked the LA pick. I don't, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the draft overall, but who is Carson Twarinski? Yeah, that was kind of a, uh, is that a a real name? 
we were we were we were pretty sure that Philly was a place that it was worth spending on Voracek or Van Riemsdyk or Gustus there. Yeah. Um, and if not, we kind of thought maybe Justin Braun or Robert Hag for under two mil. Braun was brought some veteran presence. Hag is in his mid twenties, so younger guy that's still on a cheap contract that plays an NHL game. Um, but they went Carson Torinsky, who's a twenty three year old forward that's an RFA, so you know he might not even get offered. He could just be a, a walk guy. This this one to me screams side deal. It tells me that you know maybe. Take take an RFA and either sign him or don't, but we're gonna give you a couple of draft picks to stay away from guys. I I I am curious here if you know maybe we didn't take the bait and we were not interested in Gostas Bear, Van Riemsdyk, or Voracek. And you know, maybe Philly thought they could sneak Robert Hag through and they really like Robert Hag. Um I'm curious to see if anything comes out of this or if we just, you know, we just didn't like what we saw from Philly. Yeah, I think they just didn't want to commit to any big contracts like that. You know, yeah. I think those were all too too much money for them. So they went with with the 23-year-old with upside. But, uh, yeah, his, Definitely his a surprise here. he's got 22 games in the NHL, and they haven't looked great from the Philly fans I've talked to. So small sample size, though. You never know. Yeah, I hope, man. I hope it turns fans out are always to turn it around. Philly fans are always mad about everybody. Like, they hate everybody that's, on their, that's in their true. city. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely a surprise, a surprise name, though, and not one that we brought up. You know, we've, no, we've yeah. at least kind of all these picks, most of them have been guys we've talked about, but this is one of the few that we definitely did not see coming. Yeah. All right. Pittsburgh, they took New Brandon Tanev. Yeah, he's going to be a <laughs> fan favorite for sure. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad they showed the headshot. Um, yeah. Because my first thought. My first thought when I saw him was like, oh, show the headshot, you know? And then my the my favorite thing about him was he's in the middle of answering a question. He hears people laugh, and then he, like, turns around the screen, and he's like, oh, I see, I hear you guys are all, I see you guys are all laughing at my headshot. Um, and he just took it like a champ, and he made a joke about it, and uh, yeah. you know, he, seems like a, he seems like a fun dude. And the way he plays the game, he's a guy that you, you hate to play against, but you're, you're gonna, we're going to love him on our team. Oh, for sure. He's going to be the fan favorite watching him play. He throws the body around, plays good yep. defense, penalty killing, but uh, yeah. 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 He's not afraid to get physical and he's not, but he's not like just a physical guy too. Like he can, he can play in the NHL. So yeah, it's good to see. So that'll, that'll be fun. I wasn't completely sold on him, uh, but his contract, I don't think is all that long. No, it's making. three and a half, three and a half, right? Isn't that what he's making? Yeah, three and three and a half mil for well, four no, he's more years. For four more years. Yeah. But you know, so. at the end of the day, like you said, he's he's a he's a he's a strong penalty killer. Um, and and you know, he's 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 he scored some pretty skillful goals. So they could see him as maybe maybe they see him yeah. sliding into maybe maybe he's been on the fourth line of Pittsburgh, but they see him as a third line guy that can kill penalties and maybe even play on the second power play unit. And maybe they see him as, you know, he just needs more of a chance. Yeah, and that's what we've talked about before with the expansion team. A lot of these times, it's just guys that are buried on depth charts behind yeah. established forwards. And you know, when you come to an expansion team, you're you don't have to really deal with that. So yeah, maybe with some uh, with an expanded role, we'll be able to see him see him really uh, flourish. Yeah, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh does have strong forwards there. They always have, especially with Crosby and Malkin centering their top two lines. So yeah. um, it can be easy to get buried in the depth chart there, and they're a strong team. So yeah. uh, Brandon Tanev is definitely going to be a fun player to watch. Uh, his mm-hmm. older brother, uh, Chris, played on Vancouver for a long time, plays in Calgary in the division, so we'll get some more more brother-on-brother action there. That'll be good. All right. Uh, from San Jose. Uh, my personal favorite pick of the whole yes. of the whole night. We were correct that it would be a local connection pick. Uh, it's Alexander True, former Seattle yes, Thunderbird. We, 
we we predicted the Bonnie Lake kid, Dylan Gambrell. Um, it was not. It was Alexander True, who I kind of refer to everyone that played on that Seattle team as a Seattle legend. But this guy actually is because he scored the goal that won them the Edge and Out Cup. He scored the overtime winner against Regina in game six, got them their only championship in franchise history. Uh, and that was the last time he wore a Seattle sweater until he suits up for the crack in this preseason. So Alexander True is going to be so much fun. That was, that was so cool to see. It's pretty cool. I am. I can't wait to see him come back to Seattle and uh, check out check out the Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, yeah. He'll it'll be, uh, it'll be fun for him for those preseason games to go play in uh, in Tri Cities or excuse yeah. me, Spokane, Everett, and Kent. It'll because you know he'll be a guy that'll be probably playing in those preseason games, which will be a blast for him to be doing it as a pro for the Seattle team. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's all kinds of excited, and you know, this is a good chance for him. He's a young player that he's another guy that I, he kind of when I used to talk about Colasar, about how much he developed over the four years, true is the same way. A big guy that was a, you know, he's, he seemed like a project to me, but I remember he was the captain of Denmark uh, for world juniors one year. And he, he definitely has gotten better every year. And if he's continued that process, I can definitely see him being an NHL player in the future. Um, I'd expect him to start in Charlotte though, most likely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He'll he'll play in the A, but uh, we'll have a lot of fun watching him in preseason. Absolutely. All right, from St. Louis, they yeah. did not they did not go for Vladimir Tarasenko, which I know, yeah, but I think they took I think they took a really good choice with Vince Dunn, the defenseman. They did, I think so too, and it's hard because I want to be more excited than I am. I'm just bummed. I wanted Tarasenko so bad. Yeah, yeah, I I managed to sort of separate myself a bit with with the last day of news because it seemed like for whatever reason they weren't going to take him or if they did take Terry Senko, they were going to immediately trade him. And I, yeah. So I think I was a little preemptively heartbroken for that, but that's okay. I had my sights set on Vince done before the Terry Senko news. So this guy's only 24 and he's already a, a an established NHL player. So that's yeah. exciting to see. He's only going to get better from here. Uh, you can play on the power yeah. play. He's going to, he's going to provide, I think, I think probably the most offense from uh, from the defenseman here that we've taken. I would I would say so. I mean, I know we talked about Alexiak and Larson as the two free agents we signed. Um, they're going to solidify, you know, and be solid defensive defensemen. But as far as offense, um, you know, you might see a little bit from Carson Soucy. But for the most part, I would expect Vince Dunn to be. I'd expect him to be the the defenseman on this team. Um, it's either you know him or Giordano. I'd expect him to be yeah. power play one. You know, defenseman. You know, maybe Giordano early, but. That's a, I think Vince Dunn there. I think they probably, you know, maybe they probably want to see Vince Dunn sort of be our Shea Theodore for Vegas. You know, they kind of want to see him probably grow into that role of just really, really flourishing here. Yeah. Which I, I, I can see Vince Dunn's right. a great player. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll have so to he's... look it up. Isn't he the guy that knocked out uh, Curtis Gabriel and the off the ice? <laughs> Isn't that him? Is. I think you're right. I'm gonna look at it. I don't know. Let's check that. Let's check that out. out. But yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll post it if it is. I'm Big Vince right. Dunn fans here. So you're next of being fans of things. Fan. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it happened from Tampa. They took Yanni Gord, the correct Yanni choice. Yanni go go. Yanni go go. We took love Yanni him. Go go. Yes, Yanni Gord is a center. He's 29 making $5 million a year for three more years. And he's been buried on the Tampa Bay depth chart behind Braden Point, Steven Stamkos. So it's kind of, it's one of those things where he's a really good third-line center and 
you know, we just don't know what he could do on the second line or first line. And he'll probably be our top line yeah. center based on the roster that I've seen so far. Yeah, I'd agree. Right now, um, you know, it does seem like we are – I do feel like we're going to sign uh, a forward or two here. Um, yeah. For in free agency based off how our roster is constructed as it stands. Um, but Yanni Gord absolutely right now is the first line center. He uh, he's, he's We found out about an injury after the expansion draft, which was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, because um, Ron Francis did say he's not going to start the season playing. It's probably more like a month into the season. We'll see him back. Yeah, so, I heard November. Yeah, so bit bit of a bit of a bummer there, but um, definitely worth it. He signed for like you said uh, four more years, and I mean, dude, the kid can be you know he can you know he can, he can he can grow into be a stud. We don't know what he could do. He could be the William Carlson that comes in here and just solidifies himself on the top line and you know, becomes a point per game player that plays, you know, penalty killing power play minutes, just, you know, he could play the most minutes among all our forwards. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do on that top line, pair him with like a Jordan Eberle instead of uh Barkley yep. Goodrow. I, you know, I think that's, that's going to be good for him. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. 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 Very excited and, about know, this pick. Speaking of the top line, you know, if you have Jordan Eberle and Yanni Gord, we might have the left winger on that top line coming from Toronto. That's right. Jared McCann. They took the, they made the right choice. There's a lot of talk about Alex Kerfoot, but uh, Jared McCann was, he's the right choice. He's the better player. He, will, yeah. he can also play center sometimes too. So yeah, you know, that's okay, always yeah. very valuable guy with the, with the versatility like that. But Jared McCann, he can score goals when Evgeny Malkin was out last year and he filled it on the second line, man, he put up, you know, goals per game paces that were like as good as anyone in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they said. He was, uh, didn't what they say he had the most goals per power play minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, good. So on the power no, play. no. Yeah. So Jared McCann is definitely a top line power play guy. Um, that, that were that, that so far on this roster is definitely going to get a chance to play. I would guess, you know, top line minutes. Um, mm. and we both liked him. Yanni Gordon, Jared McCann, we both wanted him to pick along with Everly. So honestly, it's kind yeah. of awesome that uh, they kind of did take the top line that we kind of were hoping for. So we, uh, we, we, we nailed that one as well. Yeah. High five. So man. I can see what Jared McCann brings to the table. Yeah, yeah he's kind of bounced around the league. So it's, it'll be interesting yeah. to see when he if, he, if he sticks here. I hope he does. I, I hope so too, man. I have high hopes for him. So, um, yeah. And then Vancouver, on to Vancouver, we, they took another one. We, we, we can definitely keep talking about the team because we got like, we got like a lot of these picks, you know, kind of right. We talked about a lot of these guys. Yeah. Cole Lind from Vancouver. Colin, yeah. So this was another team where there's just not much to choose from. So you take a young guy, he's only 22, and you know, yeah. hope he turns into something. So he'll yeah. play in the AHL. He's forward. I, I don't know much about him, but uh we'll see what he what he can become. Yeah, he played in Kelowna and juniors, and I saw him play a few times down okay. there. He's a really talented kid. Um, you know, it's always hard to tell how it translates to juniors. He didn't necessarily jump out like some of the other guys I've talked about before, but no, he had a knack for for scoring goals and uh he had just a knack for getting to the front of the net. And um, you know, he could definitely he's probably probably a guy you're gonna want to see get a little stronger, put on a little bit more weight and become more of a power forward. Um, but you know, if he can kind of do that in addition to the skills that he has, you know, Colin could definitely be be someone to keep an eye on for the future. But yes, he'll probably start in Charlotte, and uh, we'll see what he grows into. Yeah. All right, from Washington, we got our we got the third goalie, Vitek Vanacek. Yes. Yeah, I really like this one. Uh, Vanacek wasn't. Maybe. I don't think he was. Yeah, he was supposed to be in the AHL last year, but due to injuries, you know, got the call up with Washington and played a lot more NHL minutes than I think they expected and played well, you know, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't think he was a world beater or anything, but he was somebody who I don't think they thought was ready to play in the NHL that showed that he, he really was. Yeah. Yeah. And then the way Washington had to, you know, we obviously couldn't cut, strike a deal with Ovi. And so they kind of had <laughs> the almost, you could call it the bonus spot to protect enough forwards where we didn't quite, you know, they didn't have to leave, you know, like a, a TJ unprotected or anything crazy like that. So, you know, Vanacek, you know, was probably the right play. If there was, there was defensemen there to be had, if we wanted them, um, mm-hmm. we liked Alexiak and Larson. And honestly, those are the types that Washington had. Um, Justin Schultz had a good year last year, but obviously we weren't a big, you know, I, I'm totally okay with this, this pick. I, I had picked a Vanacek as well. I didn't have Decord, but I had Vanacek and uh, Dreger is my, as my, my opening night tandem and that's what it looks like we're going to get we're going to get them to go into the season with so um i'm glad the team put a premium on defense throughout the rest of the draft with going young on goaltending because that can mm-hmm. be you know although the numbers are good for vanacek and dreger so far they're also small sample size so um yeah excited to see what vanacek brings i know he's a fun guy on social media too he seems to have a good personality so i think vv could also uh become a fan favorite and the fact that his names both start with v and his nickname is vv that's a fun it's just another fun, fun thing to have. I mean, sports are fun, you know, it doesn't always have to be about, about anything more than that. It's just exactly. a, fun guy, a fun guy to root for is sometimes exactly. all Exactly, It's fun to yeah. go to the game and that's the whole point. Yeah. In the goaltending tandem, what do you see the split? I feel like in my head right now, it's like 60% Dreej or 40% Vanacek. Yeah. One. I can even see, even see maybe even slightly less than that. Maybe even like 55, 45, you know, like 60, yeah. 40. Yeah. But I think, yeah. you know, probably 60, 40 is probably as about as maximum as you'd want right now. Um, yeah. Just for fact of those guys have, haven't done it yet enough. And, you know, after the COVID stoppage, then a 56 game season, 82, everyone, everyone's going to kind of have to get used to that again. It's going to feel like a long that's, season that's next a year good for point. all these guys, you know, coming off yeah. a short off season again, two years in a row of a shortened off season, uh, first full season back. So I think across the league, you'll see a lot of goaltending, whether you split, even 60, 40 could be the split for the starter backup this year. I think you'll see that just across the league in general. So um, plus, you know, new team, like I said, I think it'll be, like when Pete Carroll first came to Seattle, ultra competitive at every position every night. And, you know, they're going to want to keep these guys. They're going to want to make sure they're, they're competing with each other to, you know, to, for minutes. So um, I definitely expect Dreger to end up at the end of the season with a little bit more, but yeah, I would say probably 55, 45. I like that. Yeah. All right. The final pick from Winnipeg, they selected forward Mason Appleton. Episode 22, bring a full circle. That's right. We're closing out with our with our number 22. Appleton, he should make the NHL roster right away. He's 25. He showed flashes in Winnipeg last year. He's really strong on the forecheck. So uh, yeah. hard-nosed, hard-nosed forward. He can play on the penalty kill too. Yeah. So he could uh he's got top six potential. Um he could he yeah. could grow into a second second line play. He could be a second line player. Uh he's shown flashes with some pretty goals. So he definitely has a he could be a guy that might just need more minutes and might actually get some. You know, a lot of times with guys like this, you get more minutes early. Like I said, you, you score early and you just, you start playing a more confident game. You start being more confident with the puck on your stick. You start feeling better about what you're doing and, you know, things can snowball. So for Mason Appleton, I could totally see that happening with him where he, you know, he, he gets more minutes, he gets more confidence in himself and he, he can definitely thrive here. Um, and I think at worst case, he gives us depth on the third, third or fourth line because he's definitely an NHL player. Yeah, we've talked a lot about upside here this this episode, and Mason Appleton has the upside of all those other guys. But I, yeah, I think he's got the higher floor. Like at worst, he's going to play on your fourth line and your penalty kill. Yeah. So I really like this I pick. Would agree. Yeah, yeah, man. 
There we go. That's all of them. Jim, that's you got the a, roster. That's it. You got a favorite player for me. This. Yeah, you know, so far, um, I mean, Alexander True is kind of kind of awesome that he's there. Like, really, I just am like yeah. super pumped that we took an old T bird. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I, you know, because we also got to remember we're recording this Wednesday night, guys. I know the trades come out probably right as this is going to get released <laughs> Thursday morning, so we know there's going to be some of these guys that aren't on here, and we'll we'll come back at you in a couple of days to to do a recap of the draft and everything. Um, but honestly. You know, Jamie Oleksiak really kind of kind of stole my heart when he came out there. I really liked uh, I really liked how he talked. So I think he's 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 a new he's he's a candidate for for a jersey right away. Um, Cal Yarncroak, I think another name that jumps out at me. Uh, Cal Yarncroak because I like his game, but uh, Jared McCann too. Um, I don't know who's your favorite so far. Yeah, you know, it, I. I assumed it would be Yanni Gord. I'm still really pumped that we got him and excited to see what he can do. But just like mm-hmm. you said, Jamie Alexiak stole my heart, man. That dude was, yeah. he's just so likable when he comes yeah. out super tall. He does. He's got the missing tooth. Doesn't bother putting anything in the cover that yeah. up. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see more from Jamie Alexiak. Yeah, I, I, I am as well. Um, I also think a geeky would be a fun thing to have on the back of your Jersey. So that's you know, true. I, yeah, uh, you know, one. I definitely, I definitely, I'm definitely, I definitely like that. Uh, Vince Dunn too, like we talked about, Vince Dunn, I yeah. think he's going to really, a lot of people are going to like him because, you know, the, the offensive defenseman, whoever the most offensive defenseman on your team is, is always a, a fun guy for the crowd. You know, we all, we all yeah. like to see that. So I think Vince Dunn is also a guy that we'll all, we'll all fall in love with pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. You got a least favorite? You know, I thought I was thinking about that too. I was curious about who the player that I that I disliked the most before that the Kraken ended up taking. You know, I remember thinking oh, yeah, about yeah. that. Um, none of these guys necessarily I can remember disliking for any reason. Maybe Lazan because he played for Boston, and I feel like I hated everyone <laughs> on Boston. Um, I feel like Brandon Tanev, maybe. Yeah, Tanev could have been a, which is so funny to think about because already watching him come out and being so hilarious, I already <laughs> love. I already love him. Out, he yeah. could have been someone that was my favorite and my least favorite going into it because, like, yeah, Brandon Tanev is kind of an annoying guy to play against and following the Caps as close as we do with TJ and everything. Um, you know, Pittsburgh is a big rival to them, so Tanev is kind of a nuisance. So that's actually – that's funny. That's actually not a bad pick at all. Tanev might have been, you know, probably – yeah, would probably the guy pre-draft that I was probably the least of a fan of, which is so funny how fast it changes. So like I'm already on board. I love I'm Brandon already Tanev on that Brandon Tanev train. What about yep. uh well what about you? Would you probably agree with that? You got any other names to jump out of you that you weren't you you didn't like before the draft? Yeah, before the draft, uh not not really. Yeah, probably probably Brandon Tanev would be be the guy. Yeah. But uh no, I don't got anything against any of these guys. What about this? Who's got the best? Uh, who's got the best name? Hockey. Everyone always knows the hockey names, right? Oh yeah. Chance the rapper had that SNL skit a few years ago. What do you, what do you say about Brad, what do you say about Brady, Brady Shea? Brady Shea. Yeah, that's a S, a K, and a J, so that's a no. So, <laughs> so we didn't take him, even though he was, you know, he was protected. So who, yeah. who, 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 who do we got here for 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 good hockey names? We got some good names here. I mean, honestly, the Philly yeah. kid that I have never heard of before and wasn't excited about, Carson Twarinski. That's a fun name to say. That's solid. That's but solid. honestly, I think my favorite is Colorado's Jonas Donskoy. Yeah. I just, I, I enjoy that one. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I really like uh, that boy, Kelly, though. 
Kelly uh, Yarko. Uh, the way they had yep. Marshawn and Sean Kemp do those names is so funny. Um, you know, honestly, your guy has a good name, Yanni Gord. That's an unreal name. Yanni Gord is really name. is a strong name. Also, Vitek Vanacek in goal, like I talked about with the two Vs, the the, the mm-hmm. alliteration, the the Vitek Vanacek is uh, is strong. It's a Hall Appleton. of Fame level name. We talked about apples being in, in a squid in a Squidwards in the past being a word for assist. So when I see Mason Appleton, I immediately think a uh, assist guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dennis Chalowski, Chalowski, Chalowski. I don't even know from Detroit. That's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like I said, Geeky's kind of a fun thing to put on the jersey. So yeah, we know we got mm-hmm. some. We got we got Flurry Brothers. So we doubled the again. Another thing we beat Vegas in. We got two to one. <laughs> we got twice as many draft. Twice as so, many flurries. <laughs> just beating Vegas on every front so far. Which by the Look way, folks, they did. If you didn't hear, I'm, I'm sure you did. But they announced our first game. Uh, in franchise history, regular season game will be in Vegas on October 12th, which is awesome. They're ready so to good. embrace that expansion rivalry. I can't wait to take on Vegas for our first game. Absolutely. That's going to be so much fun, man. I can't wait to see that. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be cool to see all the fanfare that happens, you know, at a regular Vegas hockey game, but with Seattle involved. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's talk about some who, who we think, uh, like, like first impression from these names we see here, uh, pre-free agency and pre-trades. Who do we think from this list is is most likely – to uh to to lead the team and to lead the team in goals next year oh lead the team in goals yeah and uh who do you think left the most goals and who left the most assists that's tricky i feel like i feel like jordan eberly is going to lead in in one of those at least but i couldn't tell you which <laughs> i'd say goals for eberly i think he'll have the most yeah. goals next year i we think can... he's got goals and points McCann, McCann could do it, but I think I think Everly's going to be our leading goal scorer next year. Um, I lean towards Everly, and yeah, maybe points too. Um, you know, a surprise candidate for assists, it could be Vince Dunn. Oh, there you go. I didn't think about defense, but that's a that's a good guess. Depending on how many Vince minutes Dunn, he gets at five on five, if, if they really try to embrace him as the young guy and put, you know, maybe they put Giordano on their second power play unit and Vince Dunn yeah. on the first unit. And he's playing on the top pair. Maybe they pair him with, you know, Giordano, you know, and they put him on the top, you know, they pair him yeah. with Alexiak or Larson, you know. Um, depending on how much they like Vince Dunn, if he gets enough minutes, he could definitely be the surprise for assist guy. Um, with Yanni Gord being injured, he would be up there. I'd consider him for any of this stuff, but just because he's if he's not going to start the season, it uh, kind of takes him out of the running. Um, but uh, but as far as, yeah, from the names I see, Jonas Donskoy, depending on how much minutes they give him, if he he's a, he's a yeah. top six guy too. Um those are kind of the candidates that I would say as well. Probably, uh, probably McCann and Everly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. What about, uh, what about, uh, what about the opposite? Who's going to lead in pimps? Who's going to have the most penalty minutes year one? Two. Uh, probably Brandon Tanev. I mean, I'd say, I'd say Curtis McDermott, the LA pick, but uh, I don't think he's going to play enough minutes on the team. If yeah. He makes it I to the NHL club. I, I think, think Tanev's going to get a lot team. of time. Yeah. Tanev's going to get a lot I, of time and he's going to, he'll draw some penalties. I think even with trades that are bound to be made, I think mm-hmm. McDermott, you're right. I don't think he's just going to, I don't think he's necessarily going to gonna yeah. play enough. Um, you know, I'm not really sure too many of these guys reputation as far as how that kind of stuff goes. So I guess we'll probably find out. Um, I actually think it might be Oleksiak. He's, you know, he's yeah. the biggest dude in the NHL and I feel like he's going to be, you know, sort of the de facto protector. Um, I saw, by the way, somebody tweeted out that uh, the average size of the defenseman the Kraken took tonight is 6'3", 2'11". That's the average size. <laughs> so, 
I did look at it. I saw they had a dozen defensemen, and six of them were at least six three. Yeah, none of them were under six feet. Yeah, so you got you got to love that. Yeah, I don't know. I might go. uh, I think I'm going to lean towards a toward towards Oleksiak um, on the on the the D. Just taking enough penalties, playing defenseman minutes, you know, and then uh, and then also being sort of the oh, what's it? Hey, Digu. Hey, hey, girl. Don't mind the dog. Oh, it's expansion day. She's so excited. She's so pumped for the team. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Alexiak. All right, I'm taking Tanev. We should maybe we should write these down one day. Maybe we should. Who do you think's gonna get in the first fight? First fight. Ooh. First first fight. Hmm. I'm not, I don't want to go with Tanev again because that's that's boring to just choose him over and over again. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh maybe it'll be Dennis Cholowaski. See what he does there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see any of these guys as uh, big fighters aside from Curtis McDermott. Yeah, honestly, I think that's, that's where, really where I'm that's... towards. I think I don't want to say the same guy again, but I think I, I would say Alexiak. I would probably say yeah. him. He'd probably be my guy. I don't know which of these forwards would drop the gloves too much. I mean, they said Nathan Bastion's nickname is Nasty, so I feel like that sounds like Nathan Bastion might be willing to fight, but I could be wrong. Maybe that's probably <laughs> just based on his name, kind of <laughs> smushed them together. It, it Bastion, seems like it nasty. makes sense. Yeah, they call him Basti, and that sounds weird to <laughs> so call him Nasty. No, I see how that happens, too. Also, we do have to look it up, because if Vince Dunn did knock Curtis Gabriel out, that puts him on the radar. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm switching. I'm picking Vince Dunn. Vince Dunn's my if he choice. Is our, if he is our number one power play defenseman, though, we probably don't want him dropping the gloves too much. So, um, no. you know what we'll have to do? Here's what we'll do. Is when we circle back, when we get close to, to the game, to the season starting, we'll write down our, uh, our picks for first goal. Who's going to get the first goal? And who's going to get the first fight in franchise history? That's, all right, cool. We'll circle back to this. But by the way, I did just check, and it was Vince Dunn that knocked out Curtis Gabriel. Perfect. We got to post the video of it because that is just yeah. that is my favorite Vince Dunn highlight of all time. It's so wild. Far, and I, I don't know if we'll ever do anything to top it because yeah, post it. It's wild. Because by the way, folks, Curtis Gabriel, another NHL player. Now this took place in the minors a few years ago, and this was in the tunnel off the ice after an altercation on the ice. So this is why this is such an interesting thing. Is uh, yeah, this is not take place on the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else? Let's go with uh, who's most likely to be the first team captain. Yeah, I think honestly, I think we kind of already touched on this. I think at this point, it, it's it's hard not to say Mark Giordano just because of the fact. Again, mm-hmm. I was I was surprised to see him there, but that just tells me. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. Like that, they valued his like, hey, we have a young team, young core. Obviously, it's expansion. That's the case. We want somebody that's going to be there to solidify it, you know. I I, I kind of now am, am almost going to be surprised if Giordano ends up getting traded this year, and I kind of see him as the candidate to be that first that first captain, sort of the the obvious candidate. Yeah, I mean, he was the captain in Calgary for a reason, so eight, I, I don't eight see years why in not. Calgary, yeah, so yeah, it, it would make sense to be him if if he were to be flipped because someone gave us a great offer and it's just the way it happened, or he did get say, say traded the trade deadline this year because we didn't extend him. Um, who, who would you say out of the other people besides Giordano would be a good pick for maybe in, you know, year two, three or four to be the captain. Yeah. So aside from him, uh, man, I don't know. I think, I think Yanni Gord's got a shot if he, you know, comes back yeah. healthy and really plays a strong game. I could, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, Adam Larson, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Jamie Alexiak takes it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I could see I could see it being Yanni Gord. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really that's a strong contender there. If, especially if it's like Vegas, where we go the first two or three years with just assistant captains and sort of try and let it organically happen. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, Vegas traded for Mark Stone too, so you know there's a very yeah. good chance it's somebody that's not on the roster right now. Yeah. Based off the game we're playing, the names I see in front of us, um, Yanni Gord. Um, I think you're right. Larson's probably a strong candidate among the defensemen that aren't named Jordana with maybe Alexiak as a sneaky pick. Uh, sneaky forward pick, you know, Brandon Tanev. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of player that guys like to rally around, right? He's Energy guy, you know, and yeah. if fun, it's, you know, we don't know what the locker room is like, but I could see that. Or, you know, um, if one of the scoring guys wants to be a leader, you know, McCann or Everly are out there too. So um, it'll be interesting to follow that. But yeah, if I almost would think if they, uh, if we hear, you know, say this, you know, say during the season or um, before the season starts, they, they extend Giordano, you know, he's 37, say they give him like a three-year extension or something to play until he's 40, you know, cause that's, you know, not unheard of. Like we talked about with NHL defenseman playing at the level he's still playing at, you know, I'd almost say maybe not year one, but maybe right away in year two, he's the captain next year. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that for sure. If he gets an extension, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like by, if Giordano's here in year two, I would agree that he's the captain by year two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely think those are kind of the those are kind of the leadership picks that I would I would kind of guess. But again, this team's all gonna come together. I'm sure Francis and Haxall have a good plan to 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 figure to kind of figure all that stuff out. Who who are these names do you think are are guys that uh, that are either we're either gonna hear maybe by the time this podcast comes out or shortly after? Who do you expect to be traded, I guess, before who do you expect to never play a game with the Kraken to be traded before the season even starts? Well, Tyler Pitlick's already been rumored to be uh, on his way out, so I'm, yep. I'm not going to pick that because that's kind of a boring one. Uh, I would we'll think say, it's a we'll, def- we'll, we'll recap. Yeah. We'll, yeah, but that is going to happen. Pitlick. Um, I would. I'm going to say one of the defensemen because they picked so many of them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the the free agents they signed, Alexiak, Larson, are are not going. Vince Dunn, I don't think will go. Uh, Giordano, mm-hmm. I would have said before today, but now mm-hmm. I say he stays. So. You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it might be like a Carson Soucy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there might be no room for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a, just by process of elimination. Um, Cause I do feel like Lazan is so cheap and has such upside that I think he'll probably be on the, the roster and Hayden Fleury is going to, they came out as well in a Jersey. So Hayden Fleury seems like a yeah. guy and he's a high draft pick, high prospect. So yes, yeah, Soucy might be the odd man out. I think McDermott as well. I think to your point with, yeah, he doesn't seem to necessarily fit the mold with everything else they did, unless you know. Sometimes you do want some toughness and grit on your team that you stash in the AHL and call up when, you know, Matthew Chucks gets out of line. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I know it's. I know it's. It's kind of. A, it's kind of one of the dumb, you know, caveman things in hockey, but it still is kind of a thing. We talked about Ice yeah. Guardians. It's not like that anymore, but. You know, speaking of first fight candidates and us struggling to come up with one, you know, hey, you know, yeah. that could they could literally have McDermott there for that reason. So, um, but I think McDermott could be a trade candidate. Um, I think amongst forwards, um, I'm uh, aside from Pitlick, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure about the yeah. forwards that could be flipped. No, I feel like they. I feel like they got the forwards they want. Really? Yeah, it kind of seems like for the most part that they're going to only add to forwards and, you know, maybe some of the the surprise names like Torinsky or whatever, or maybe, you know, like the Frondi, the Chelowski or Bayreuthers or, you know, John Quenville, maybe some of the names we didn't see coming. Maybe those guys are getting flipped for prospects, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to get a read on right now. Yeah, for sure. 
So I think we're both in agreement yeah. that it's probably defenseman more likely to go. More likely, I would guess there's going to be multiple defensemen that will go. But based off of just like we said, I mean, if we have Larson and Alexiak and then uh, Vincent and Giordano right there is kind of the top four that I would almost set right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then we also have Susie, who's by, definitely an NHL defenseman. Lazan's an NHL defenseman. Um, I mean, that's that's, you know, kind of six right there. And then we still have six other defensemen. Oh, we have Hayden Fleury. So Hayden, that's yeah. seven right there, guys. That should be playing right there where none of them should be a healthy scratch. McDermott can probably play for somebody somewhere. Uh, we have Kale Fleury, who's a younger, you know, we, we have to see if he's going to make the team amongst, you know, uh, Will Borgen. Yeah, so I can see I can see a few defensemen definitely getting flipped right away. Yeah, anyone outside that top four can't do Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, we, we also, hey, we'll also what? add to the draft too. Yeah. We'll have to that's add to right. the amateur draft coming up here. That is true. God, that's coming Friday. Yeah. So Dan, actually real quick, what we should do that before we get out of here. You, so you wrote an interesting article where you do a quick little synopsis. So you, you broke down the five, I guess the five prospects you kind of figured most likely to go at number two overall, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So give, give, give us a quick rundown of who the, who, who the people should look out for, for the Kraken. If you haven't heard, we, we talked about it. Yeah. It's been crazy with the expansion, but coming up on Friday, we're going to get to pick second overall in the first round and then Saturday the yeah. rest of the draft will happen. So who, who, who can we expect to hear the Kraken call? All right, so yeah, with the number two pick, I didn't look deeper than the first round pick. So the, with the number two pick, I think Maddie Beneers is the the guy that most people have mocked to the Kraken. It's a really strong two-way center. So he projects as a guy that could kill penalties and then can also play, you know, easily like your second line center. Um, you know, the goal scoring upside with him, I think is perhaps limited, but just the fact that he can play at all ends of the ice and everything he can do, he's a, he's a really strong candidate. And like we said, center is a hard position to come by in the expansion draft and in the NHL. So I think Matty Beneers is your top candidate. Then I also talked about uh, three different defensemen. So there's Simon Edvinson Mm -hmm. from Sweden. It's a really big guy. I think he's six, five. So honestly, he's the one that's kind of been shooting up the draft rankings, right? Yeah. And based on the expansion draft, they clearly like their really tall defensemen. So <laughs> yeah, that is something so, we seem to like. So like that, like makes me, that does bump Simon Edmondson up on my list. Um, everything I've read about him, it sounds like he's like a, like a lesser version of Owen power. Who's going to go number one overall, you know, just slightly okay. smaller, yeah. slightly less good at everything, but like still really strong defensively. Um, then there's, there's Brant Clark. He's another defenseman. He's a right-handed shot defenseman. I think that's more of a dark horse pick. I don't think he goes, but he's got a shot. He went over to the the Czech Republic to play his hockey and performed really well in the Czech like top league. Okay. So, and let's see. Um, oh, Dylan Genther. Mm-hmm. So if they if they're looking for goal scoring, because as we said, goal scoring is hard to come by. Even looking at this expansion roster, they could use you know that uh, top line winger, and he could he projects to become that who you know he doesn't project to be uh good defensively but just a guy who can make plays put the puck in the net feed passes to guys so Genther could yeah. be a fun one. Oh, and the last one i talked about was luke hughes yeah luke hughes yeah, quinn he's he, in the quinn and jack's brother the third that's hughes. right i mean i i kind of want it to be luke hughes just because it'd be fun to for the you know the vancouver rivalry to say you know we yeah. have the better hughes brother and it really could happen he's I've saw some places that have him as the number two defenseman in the draft. 
right yeah, behind Owen like Power. So people like him. He he might be the best Hughes brother there is. He's got he's got the size that his two older brothers don't have. Yeah, and he skates he skates as good as them. So you know, it'd be funny if we ended up having Tana's brother and his brothers in Calgary, Hughes' brother, his brothers in Vancouver, and then we also <laughs> had the Flurry brothers on our team at the same time. That would be wild. I, I would love it because you know this yeah. is a this is a brother centric podcast here. Absolutely, yeah. You know <laughs> we we'll, we'll have to get flurry jerseys if they both make the team. That'll that'll make sense. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, no, that's a good breakdown, Wes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Maddie Beniers. I'm with you. Is probably who I've I've you've kind of convinced me that Maddie Beniers is probably who I hope to see just based off of mm-hmm. even if he doesn't necessarily project to be your number one center, even if maybe. You know, he ends up being a solid, like, three center on a championship-type team. Like, hey, you know, you can't – every draft year is different, and, you know, those are still valuable players. And if he can be, yeah. you know, a two-way center that plays in your second or third line, um, it's a valuable guy to have. I think if it's not him, you know, I still – part of me wants to see Dylan Gunther because we taught you know, to your point, goal scoring, we're still a little – you know, pre-free agency here and pre-trade announcement, we're still definitely looking for more goal scoring uh, throughout our lineup. So Dylan Gunther would be a fun name to hear for that reason alone. Um, and then on D, I'm, I've heard great things about Edmondson as well as Luke Hughes. So I'd probably lean towards one of those two guys if we went there. Um, unless, of course, it's surprising Owen Powers and picks, then I would definitely hope we take him. Yeah. Of course, I wrote about all five of those guys, and it'll probably be William Eklund, this young Swedish yeah, the forward, other one. kind of smaller. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, <laughs> there's one more um, prospect that could go number two. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably who's going to be. I've heard Matty Beniers as like could be like Bo Horvat. Hey, I take so, that. Right, and I take that. And some people are like, "Well, would you take Bo Horvat second overall?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, maybe not, but what are we going to do? Like, it's yeah, hard, yeah but like, like that's it's pretty good floor. Yeah, I mean." The thing about that is like, it depends on, you know, it's all relative to what the other kids, what the, what the other people are, you know? Yeah. Um, when you yeah, look exactly. back in five or 10 years, like, you know, Borja, you know, Borja's not a bad player and it depends on what the people around them all turn out to be before you can really decide if you would take, you know, it's not really fair to say, would you take Borja second overall? It's like, well, what year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like that's, that's you, know, it's, you know, it's all, it's all relative. So um, it's super fun to be a part of this process. Uh the day that, uh, if this comes out, let's see, on Thursday, the, the schedule yeah. will come out. The initial schedule is going to get released Thursday Ooh. the 22nd at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific on SportsCenter. Um, we already know October 12th will open in Vegas against the Golden Knights. We know the home, home opener was also announced. It'll be against Vancouver October 23rd at Climate Pledge Arena. So I think it's great the NHL is embracing the two natural rivals we both discussed here, the geographic mm-hmm. rival in Vancouver. Give the Canucks fans a chance to come down to Seattle to the opener. Um, and then the natural expansion rivalry with Vegas will be our first game. Um, really create that atmosphere with Vegas right away. Uh, so hats off to the NHL there for that. Yeah, man, it'll be fun. Lots of news. It's not going to stop this week. So we'll probably do another podcast like <laughs> end of the weekend or hey, next week. I'd expect this fun. weekend to come at you guys again because we'll want to talk about the the prospects we got in the draft. Um, yeah. And we'll also want to talk about trades that are going to come out, you know, as this podcast is released, there's going to be all kinds of, uh, of trades happening. And then we'll, we'll, we'll come at you guys as, uh, as necessary throughout the, the rest of the off season to, to keep you updated on all things happening with the Kraken. That's right. All right. I think that about does it for our expansion episode, episode number 22, 22, you say, 22. You got some favorite all time 22s or current 22s. I mean, Daniel Sedin, dude, we love, you know, we love oh, well, Sedin yeah. bros. I guess speaking yeah. of brother centric podcast, uh, <laughs> in, in 11, we'll talk about his brother Henrik. So we'll, we'll circle back in 11 more episodes. But Daniel Sedin is obviously a great one. Uh, I know Rick Talkett wore 22, the uh, 
who the the what the, the the once rumored Kraken coach, uh, Mike Bossy's probably the best all time. The oh for sure, the, one of the best goal scorers ever. He wore number twenty two, but um, you know. We got to keep talking Mariners because they keep winning. Kazuhiro Sasaki, I know you loved Kazuhiro Sasaki. Oh, oh man, I here. loved him. Dude, that guy threw yeah. a splitter that just buried in the dirt and everybody swung at it. So much fun. Oh, dude. It's Sasaki like, you know, was, we he ruled, man. Yeah, he was on. He was the closer for the 2001 team that won all those uh, 116 games. And oh, man, yep. it was just so weird to be at the game and be like, man, these guys are pro hitters. It's like, you know, that ball's going to bounce on the plate. Why are you swinging? And they would every time. Like, every time. I always wanted to see what it looked like because it must have looked like it was going to be a fastball. Like, it's just Kazi was awesome. We loved him here. Uh, yep. Robbie Cano was 22. I always will think fondly of a time as a Mariner. Yeah, he I was a steroid it. guy, but we traded him away and we got freaking Jared Kellenick in the package. So, you know. We it was also like so cool when we signed Robbie Cano because the Mariners never do that. So when I heard that we got him that year for the mega contract, I was pumped. So um we we love Robbie Cano. And since you know we're talking current Mariners, Luis Torrens has been on a tear since he came back up from uh from Tacoma. So shout out to Luis Torrens. Yeah, he's been torrens it up. Torrens it up. There you go. <laughs> so there's your 22, your Mason Appleton you episode. Go. The Kraken have a roster. It's exciting oh, stuff. What a day, man. Man, we finally got players. I can't wait. This what a day. Is, and can we, so great. Well, can we talk about cool Ron Francis for a second? How cool did Ron Francis look? Dude, that guy. <laughs> I will never look that cool in my life, no matter how hard I try. With the unbuttoned polo shirt and the chain. and the just chain. So relaxed. Swag. Swag. Yeah. Dripping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He looks so good, and I'm just so happy he's our GM. Uh, he's fun. He's fun looks like such it. a... Paxton looks like such a coach. He's like hands in the pockets, shirt. T- and yep. like you will. Ne- I feel like we will never see Dave Paxton with a shirt that is not tucked in. That just seems Absolutely. like his mo, right? Yes. Yeah. He is a he's a, he's he's a t shirt tucked into jeans, right? That's that's yeah. Axel, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. That's Axel for you. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Fun (laughs) contrast. Fashion watch. Okay, (laughs) cool. That'll do it for episode two. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll come back at you pretty soon when we take another crack at it. Go crack it.